Welcome to Justice for Dean Thomas, a podcast to find justice for the characters and things found in the wizarding world, but from our perspective. I'm your host, Kevin G, and I'm here with CJ, Shantae, and Natasha. What's going on, guys? Hello. What up? How y'all doing today? Good. Pretty good, good pretty good. 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 Before we get into it, though, make sure you can find us all on all social media platforms at Justice for DT Pod. And also, please hit the five stars and subscribe because it helps get the show out there so people can see it and hear about it. Guys, we're here. Episode four. We're talking about Quidditch today. Um, this is, I got a lot to say. I'm a big sports guy. I like sports a lot. CJ likes sports a lot. Uh, you guys like sports a little bit, so we're going to talk about... I like it enough. <laughs> before, though, before we get into that, it is Black History Month. It is Black History Month. Um, time of recording, it is 2024. This is Black History Month. There's That's why we're here. We're doing this for the Black folk. We're doing this for the Black folk. Carter G. We, we got this here. We got, we got two Black... We got three Black people named in this episode. We got we got uh, Dean Thomas was named in this chapter. Yep. We had Angela and Johnson. And Lee Jordan. Jordan. Lee Jordan. And Alicia Spinnett, actually. He's a melanated person. She is. There's four here. Oh. This is like the four in the whole book a, series. Like, you know, a, a meeting of the black folks. Hey, what about Blaze Zabini? Don't forget about Blaze. Blaze. No one's talking about Blaze in this chapter. There's no oh, Blaze. Do we get we, all four black people because it's a sports chapter? Oh shit! Dang, <laughs> oh, dang. possibly. Oh dang! Damn. They gotta keep. They gotta keep the athletes on the team. You know. They gotta make sure <laughs> that they get mentioned here. No Blaze though. Blaze apparently is not athletic. I guess enough. No, they have the. Uh, <laughs> they they saw the name and they were like, "He's not an athlete." Well, remember, <laughs> is also a first year, and only a there's only one first year playing Quidditch this year, and that's Harry Potter. Big HP, this big year. HP, HP. It's true. Uh, we get we get a lot of the all a lot of black folk throughout the whole series are in this chapter right here. <laughs> Just maybe we do need to dissect that a little bit. I mean. <laughs> You're right. When at, you think about it. At this point, I think we've met like 80% of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, a thing. And, you know, here in Black History Month, we wanted to make sure we highlighted <laughs> them. <Yeah. laughs> if you don't do it, who will? Correct. 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 Oh, man. Um, this is exciting. This is exciting times. Last chapter, we talked about Hogwarts and it's Revelry, there's no place safer, you know. Mm-hmm. No place safer than Hogwarts. I feel like we're gonna be saying that a lot today. And well, today we're gonna do, do another. We're gonna take a, one more break before we jump back into the uh, versus the justice fighting justice for someone because this episode is all about Quidditch because mm-hmm. Quidditch is a sport that apparently is the only sport in the Wizarding world. Which makes no sense. The fact that it's the only sport, and then the sport itself makes no sports. sense. I feel like None. there was a, there was a, um, you know, Dean Thomas likes soccer, and they're like, "What?" Harry yeah. Potter made like a basketball reference. They're like, "What are you talking about? What you say?" 
it's it's wild that they don't not just have any other sports they don't know any other sports and they don't want any other sports i mean but like if you're living in hiding from muggles don't you think you would learn like a little bit about them so you could pass for one i think think there's like a range there are those people who are deep wizarding world they don't go near muggles they don't talk to muggles they like they just do their muggle do and then they have the ones who kind of do have to operate in the muggle world and so they might know a little bit more so i do think hogwarts is like deep in wizarding territory but like jumping way far ahead arthur weasley like misuse of muggle artifacts Mm -hmm. i feel like all if he ever read a book he would know about a lot of these things and so he goes (laughs) to harry like what is this you mean a phone how have you never seen a phone? You need to know what the Muggle artifact is actually for when it's being misused. Like, yeah. it doesn't make yeah, any yeah. sense okay. to me. Well, even crazier, you ain't explained none of this to your seven kids? You have seven kids. How does Ron know? have no idea what you're talking about? In, a, in addition, Arthur loves Muggle shit. He, he does. He yeah. loves muggle shit. How have you never mentioned soccer, the biggest yeah. sport in the world? You would think he would have researched since he Especially loves because they're in England. That's a good point. He should yeah. have a team. So he, he like, we're going to talk about this in the next book, but like he rebuilt a Ford, a Ford Anglia and he didn't end up at any auto shop talking sports during the duration <laughs> of that rebuild. <laughs> he had to buy parts. <laughs> Maybe and then, and then they're the in there. No, they're in there and they're like, hey man, how do you feel about man you? He's like, uh, how about them Hollyhead harpies? <laughs> he wouldn't say that though, because he doesn't know man you is a part of a sport because he doesn't know what soccer is. True. He dropped that car off on a Monday and picked it up <laughs> on a Saturday. <laughs> he didn't sit and talk to nobody. Uh, hello, sir. Uh I wanna get this restored. I'll be back later. Thank you. Bye. There you go. I think I did a great muggleism. I think I did the right. muggle rig. I think you I muggled. Did, you did a great job imitating a muggle. So then <laughs> when he comes back on Friday, does he pay them? Because he doesn't know what muggle money is which, or does he just obliviate them and take the car? I'm I vote for obliviate. If he obliviates that's stealing though. Nah, I think now, he went maybe... and exchanged his money and he said here he counted it really slow. Here are your your dollars. Pounds. Pounds. Oh, yeah, pounds. You're pounds. right. You're right. You're right. Pounds. How many or, nuts is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or he doesn't steal, but he thinks obliviating is fine because stealing is just a muggle concept. <laughs> no. These muggles, they're so cute and quaint. Look at them. Look at them. Well, <laughs> We're going. I'm. I'm really excited. I didn't know that CJ. You had so much deep Arthur Weasley thought patterns. I can't wait till we talk about him in the next book. <laughs> but this one, we we are diving into Chapter Eleven, Quidditch, and what a chapter this was. Shantae, take it. Take it away. Tell us about this chapter. Sure. So. We've just finished the Halloween. The Golden Trio are back tight again. 
and we slide into November. And apparently November is Quidditch season. And and as I'm reading this as an American, I was like, oh yeah, they don't have Thanksgiving. What else is there to do but play some Quidditch? So we're in Quidditch season. And even though Oliver wanted to keep it a secret, the news that Harry Potter is the Gryffindor seeker is out and people are talking about it. And they're even coming up to Harry and he has his well-wishers and he has his haters as there are want to be. So he's very nervous about being out on the field and playing his first game. And so to help him, of course, Hermione gets him a book. She gets him Quidditch through the ages. And so he starts reading about Quidditch and he learns there are about 473 types of fouls. And most of the heat goes against the seeker because that, you know, which makes sense because the seeker can in the game and earn the most points. And so he he's learning that they're going to be coming for his head. So I don't think that's really helping very much, but he, he is taking comfort in being able to read the book. When you tell someone that, hey, man, you're going to be the most important position in this game. Yes, you're 12, but don't worry about it. There's also, just to break it down, there's four balls in this game. There's the quaffle. Wait, wait, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, I was going to say the biggest thing is that there's a ball that flies around and literally beams you. Yes. And but we'll don't worry, my guy. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're going to get into the rules of Quidditch. But yeah, yeah. suffice it to say, he's worried. And people, there's plenty of people who are looking for him to succeed and plenty of people who are looking for him to fail. So we also learned that Hermione, after the troll incident and her lying to a teacher, <gasps> gasp. Um, she becomes a little more lax on the rules. And so she has been creating these blue flames to keep them warm because it's so cold in November. And Hermione found out there's a little gray out there in the world, mm -hmm. a little gray out there. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So keep those blue flames in mind for later in the chapter. Okay. So as they're out there with their blue flames, here comes Snape and he's limping. And of course, Harry notices and clocks very quickly that Snape is limping. So they hide the blue flames because for some reason that is forbidden for them to be warm. Um, and Snape decides <laughs> to antagonize them anyway because, you know, he's Snaping. Because he sleep. does. This is why this man is foul. This is why I do not. Snape with him. Snape. And he's, he sees their guilty faces and decides what y'all up to. So he sees Harry's Quidditch Through the Ages book and goes, you're not supposed to have this outside, takes it, and then takes five points from Gryffindor. And Ron comments that he made that up. Because he did. So anyway. You can't have a library book outside the library? What are you supposed to, how are you supposed to study? Just sit in there? This is ridiculous. This is why Snape is trash. Well, they were outside. It wasn't outside the library. It's outside the grounds. But whatever. We know Snape's going to Snape, and, and he Snaped. So they come in. Harry's like, hey, did you notice he was limping? And they were like, we don't care. So they go into the <laughs> common room and they're doing their homework. Hermione's checking their homework because, of course. And um, Harry's feeling nervous in that even though that Quidditch Through the Ages book told him some horrifying things, it makes yeah. him feel good. And it's like a sense of comfort. So he decides to go down to the teacher uh, um, break room and try to get his book back. And Ron and Hermione both say, better you than me, which should have been a clue yeah. that he probably shouldn't probably have done. Don't go down there, my guy. Don't go don't down do there. It. Don't do it. Uh, he said, I don't care. He didn't care. I do he love the fact, though, anyway. I do love the fact that they, you're right, that they're, he's like, y'all see he's limping? 
They're like, so what? Yeah, I like, and like, yeah, but you, they, you real focus. How how did they miss that? But like Hermione clocks the uh, the trap door onto the dog. <laughs> that was important. Yeah, Snape's little little she can't little be one hundred percent all the time. Okay, she can't carry all the load all the time. I can't always be on Harry. I can't yeah, always listen. be on. She's helping him with his homework, finding him yeah. books. Like she can only do so much. Creating fire for them, like <laughs> right. How much does she have work. to do? Right. Let someone else do something. Well, he tried to do something. He said the lift, and they're like, "Bro, that's unimportant." We don't that's care. Unimportant. We're not chasing him down. We just lost five points, dude. Let it go. So he decides to go down anyway, and he gets to the break room, knocks a little bit, doesn't hear anything. No one. No one comes to the door. So he figures, oh, well, maybe he just left it in here somewhere. So he opens the break room and inside he sees Snape and Filch. Snape has his robes lifted up to above his knee and his leg is mangled up. And so now we know why Snape was limping. And we hear him say, how are you supposed to keep your eyes on all three heads at once? And as we already know... There is a Cerberus dog guarding something very important, and it a Cerberus dog famously has three heads. Listen. So Harry Potter says the one smart thing that he in this chapter, and he tries to sneak out without being seen, but he's unsuccessful. Snape yeah. clocks him and was like, "Get out of here! What are you doing in here?" And you know, gives him the desk there. So he goes running back. First thing he does is tell Ron and Hermione what he saw. My guy has a mangled leg. He mentioned mm-hmm. three dog heads. Y'all know where he was at. We know where he was at. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this dude is trash. There's a lot of things here, a lot of negative Snape stuff. Right. Ron jumps on the bandwagon immediately. Hermione's a little iffy because he is a teacher. You know, she has that <laughs> love for all teachers. But Snape is is clearly suspect number one in their in their lineup. Um and they're trying to figure out, well, what was he hiding? What what were they trying to get? And maybe if they had read the title of this book, they would figure that out. But, <laughs> so, oh, damn. <laughs> what are we focused on this time? So what you're saying is you want them to use magic to break the fourth wall. I mean, might as well. So they use it for everything else. So next morning is the Quidditch, the Quidditch game, his first Quidditch game. And before we get into there, now, Kevin, is the time that we'll talk about the rules of Quidditch. So last chapter, we skipped this part because we were saving it for this chapter because it makes more sense to talk about it all together. So let's go over the rules of Quidditch. First of all, in Quidditch, we have three kinds of balls. There's a quaffle. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say something. There's a quaffle, and there is one quaffle. There There are bludgers. And there are two bludgers, and bludgers are self-animated. That means they move of their own accord unless redirected with a bat, okay? And then there is the golden snitch. And the golden snitch is the smallest ball. It has wings. It is it is also self-animated. On the teams, there are seven players. You have three chasers. You have one keeper. You have two beaters. The beaters are the ones that beat the bludgers. The chasers are the ones that move the quaffle up and down the field to try to score. The keeper is the goalie, basically. And then we have the seeker, who we know is Harry Potter. That's his position. And the seeker's one and only job is to find and catch the golden snitch. Seeker has two jobs, I feel like. 
Catch the snitch. Don't get hit by a blusher. Okay. Catch the snitch and stay alive. Yeah, don't get yeah. Yes. So the chasers, their their job is to try to score score with the cat quaffle. And each time they score, which by throwing it through one of the three rings on the other team's side, you get 10 points. If the seeker catches the golden snitch, they are awarded 150 points and it immediately ends the game. So usually the team that catches the golden snitch wins because the other team would have had to have scored more than 15 goals in order to beat them. On our Gryffindor team, as I've already said, our seeker is Harry Potter. Our captain, Oliver Wood, is the keeper. Our beaters are Fred and George Weasley, you know, our rascally twins. Makes sense. And I am so proud to say that all of the chasers on the Gryffindor team are women, and two out of the three of them are Black. So Let's go. Yay Let's for go. For, you know, getting it in there. And their chasers are Angelina Johnson, and we know she famously marries George later. Katie Bell, she becomes a, a member of Dumbledore's army later. And Alicia Spinnett, who, according to the Harry Potter wiki, which, okay, may or may not be correct, ends up married to Lee Jordan. So, Listen, yeah. uh, if she's married to Lee, Lee out here, he wasn't checking for her in this chapter. Oh. He was not. He was, <laughs> he was not. not checking. He was checking for Angelina Johnson. Well, through the books, we know that there are three dudes who are checking for Angelina: Fred, George, and Lee. So, I mean, get it, Angelina. Get it. Angelina was that girl. <laughs> She's like, I may be the chase on the field, but they be chasing me off it. Okay. Well, the question though, like, so if you're Alicia Spinnett, right? You out here, Lee. Lee is 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 a broadcaster. And he's openly thirsting for Angelina Johnson on the loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. And y'all just be like, that's your teammate. That's your homegirl. Like, y'all might not even get along, but y'all teammates. <laughs> and then you you hearing him out here, like, and you just cool with the man, like, locking it down with him like, later on? Well, I mean, this is basically high school. I mean, <laughs> it's high school. I just wasn't even checking for Lee Aren't yet. they, like third or fourth years at this point like angelina's a third year and alicia is a second year yeah so like third year they may not even have their fully developed hormones yet like they may not think anything about this like you (laughs) you don't really year would be like 13 yeah i mean you don't get horny harry potter till like before Well, Lee apparently was horny enough. Some of them, some people, you know, they develop at, at certain, at different times. So. Yeah, this is true. This apparently is true. Angelina was that chick from get-go because during the game, Lee is very vocal about. And <laughs> 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 so, she just was that chick. So as we've said over and over, Lee Jordan is the announcer extraordinaire. We love us some Lee because he tells it like it is, and he does that quite a few times during the game. So we get into the game. It's the Gryffindors against the Slytherins. And from the beginning, we see that the Gryffindors are actually a really good team. Um, Angelina Johnson scores the first goal. They're going back and forth. It's going really good. There is a snitch sighting somewhere in there. And actually, Lee Jordan calls it out. He's like, wait, is that the snitch? And so Harry and the, the Slytherin seeker are going for it. 
and he gets hit, almost hit by a bludger, or he does get hit by the bludger, yes, because Kevin, there was a foul called, Kevin, there was a foul called, See, and so he, is... the snitch does get away from him. And a foul was called, and Lee called out how bonkers it was that that, that happened. And our homeboy, Dean Thomas, is there, and he even says, where's the red card? And of course, See, none of it's, it's not there. just a foul. From right. what it sounds like, this dude went full Draymond. Like, yeah, this he pulled a Draymond Green, and he tried to murder. He 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 basically jumped off his broom to take the kid out. You know what I'm saying? That was he was hit with the bludger, which is what the bludger does. Well, no, no, you know, this, no. this this protection of the Slytherins. This is not. A... <laughs> I'm not protecting the Slytherins. I'm trying to be accurate about what actually happens. What is supposed to happen is that people get hit with the bludger. He was going for the the golden snitch, and he got hit. And it it was a egregious, and that's why a foul was called. But this it, is so egregious that Lee goes off goes off about it. And McGonagall has to rain, rain him in a couple of times <laughs> because it is it is so bad. I can't believe you're like you're, you're being so courteous about this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find it so we can see. Okay, I Harry's faster than Higgs. All right, I found it. Harry's faster than Higgs. He can see the little round ball. He put on extra spurt. Wham! A roar of rage echoed, and Marcus Flint had blocked Harry. Oh, so he did get hit. He did get in the way. It wasn't the blood. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't the. It wasn't the. I mean, this was outside Flint, of the. Flint's whole purpose is he's basically a bludger. I mean, he is a bludger as a person. He is a, a bludger of a person, but this is a physical game. Like, let's not pretend that Quidditch is chess or something. This is a physical game, so you're going to get knocked around a little bit. I'm not trying to be you know, sympathetic to the Slytherins, but like Harry knew what he was signing up for. So he gets knocked around. A foul is called. They were able to get the score. Alicia Spinett scored for them. So they are up. Slytherin still has not scored yet in the game. So we're okay. We're okay. So listen, this, this, they I, continue I to play. Trying. It's going back and forth. I want to read this. I want to read this because Harry was faster than Higgs. He could see the little round ball, wings fluttering, darting up ahead. <laughs> He pulled an extra spurt mm -hmm. of speed. Wham! A roar of rage echoed from the Gryffindors below. Marcus Flint had blocked Harry on purpose, and Harry's broom spun off course, Harry holding on for dear life. What happens after that? Madam Hooch spoke angrily to Flint and then ordered a free shot. They had a free shot on the goalpost. That's it. That, that's it. A free shot. This kid almost knocks Harry to the ground from what that do you air. Command? There are like 50 people in the crowd that can arrest the momentum him. He'd be fine. But what, what, what do you <laughs> demand? What do you demand of this this child? Remember, they're all children. What do you demand of him for, for, for restitution? For I want Marcus Flintson off. I want Marcus Flintson off. He there are no red cards. Game. As Dean Thomas discovered, there are no red cards in quitting. Quitting. No. <laughs> So yeah, Dean's like well, Dean them off. <laughs> well, we're talking about the fact there's no red cards. Like at different points in the books, they talk about having subs on like for the kids on Quidditch. 
but yet the Gryffindors never seem to have any subs. And, well, well spin it. At least spin it for a professional game that happened in fourteen or forty-seven three or something that it lasted three months because they couldn't find a golden snitch. But so no, 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 that's up. not the case. But because Gryffindor Spinner, doesn't have a backup seeker. But Alicia Spinner started off as a reserve. On reserve. Mm -hmm. She True. started on reserve last year. She's mm -hmm. now in the game. She's on the squad. They had to have subs. People that pulling Sounds off the bench. like people left the school because they graduated, and now they don't have subs. So what were they, they going to do as seeker before they found that Harry was a, a, a protege? They probably what was the plan? Find some random person to be the seeker. Like there was nobody already. This is gonna be Percy Weasley. Or do you, <laughs> or do you grab like you're like Angelina? You're the seeker now. We're gonna go to one of our reserve chasers. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You play, the best you, you can. Gotta, you gotta play that no, but that positionless Quidditch. You gotta go out there, play positionless so, like, Quidditch. Everybody moving around, play in different do, spots. They do talk about the positions, but like. Is the seeker the only dedicated? Like they're dedicated to catching the snitch, and no one else can. Similar to like I'm the sure bully. Someone I think only I think the only the seeker can catch the snitch. I mean, there's no rules. Well, they haven't mentioned that you can't. I mean, if I'm on my team and the snitch is right there, why would I be like, hey, like it's gonna get away? As long as it's caught, it's caught, right? I I feel like the sneaker's mm. a dedicated person, but if you can do it, then do it. Let me check my palm, Pilot. All right. Go ahead and look that up. While she's looking that up, I want to highlight our man, Dean Thomas, because one thing I forgot to say is they made a banner for Harry Potter, and it says Potter for President, and they drew a nice Gryffindor lion. And guess who drew the lion? Dean Thomas. So not only does he love West Ham, he's also artistic. So we're creator. seeing some different sides of Dean Thomas. He's more well-rounded than people give him credit for. He's creative. He's a creative right out here. We're learning about that. We find out that Lee Jordan in this thing, he's the announcer. Mm -hmm. He has those kind of skills, that skill set. Um, we're, we're really starting to see the few Black folk that we got out here doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So, only the two teams seekers can catch the snitch. If anyone else touches it, it is, it is called a foul, called a snitch nip. And that player's team is then automatically disqualified. Oh okay. wow! Yeah, I think I think that's that's another thing that's a problem with this sport. You you got to be able to play positionless Quidditch. You got to be able to play positionless. But go go, go on because I'm just I Mark. I want to make sure you're raring to go. You're raring to go to despair well, this game. I just want to make sure we we spoke on the fact that Marcus Flint well didn't just get a foul. The man tried to kill the kid. I, I think that's I mean, going too far. He wanted to knock him out of the, his trajectory because he was beating Higgs. Was he aiming for murder? No. Would Harry <laughs> have died? No. Like I said, there were like a bajillion people at the game who could have stopped him and, and saved him. So Harry holding I think we're being alarmist deal, like by calling it attempted murder, but <sighs> he's fine. He okay. Carry on. He held on to his broom. They are flying in the air. Someone's going to fall sometimes. It's okay. They're fine. So let's continue. So they continue with the game. They're going back and forth. 
And people are so intent, they don't notice at first that Harry's having some trouble with his broom. In fact, he is losing control. His broom's going nuts. So it's going all over the place as if it's trying to shake him off. And Ron and Hermione are in the stands and they notice, of course, because they're friends up there. Of course, they have their eyes on him. And then they look across to the Slytherin stands and they see Snape with his eyes zeroed in on Harry, never taking his eyes off. And mm -hmm. he seems to be muttering. Hermione is now on board. Snape is cursing Harry's broom. We got to do something. Obviously. Because obviously he is. We're watching Harry. Uh, I mean, obviously as his, as his friends, right? Uh, Y'all ever been to, to a sporting event and watch your friends like play or something like that? Yes. You're zeroed in on your friend, right? You're watching you your friend if they're playing in. basketball. You're all about it. Yep, you're trying to see how many points they're getting. You're trying to see the rotations they're making. You're trying to get your friend. You cheer, you yelling, get on the ball, get on the ball. So so obviously let my friend play. <laughs> correct. <laughs> obviously, Hermione and Hermione and Ron are zeroed in on Harry. So they notice that his broom is wild. Not it's wilding. Right. Not correct. And so obviously they say something's going on with this broom. Mm -hmm. And Hacker's like. That no one could mess with someone's broom because that's the sport is safe, even though we just out here in the open. And only very innocent soul, but he does eventually notice that yes, Harry's broom is acting crazy. He said only the most darkest of magic could fuck with a broom. And now what I didn't understand is it was very similar to when people talk about guns, right? They're like, if we take all the guns, then only the bad people will have guns. Okay. With magic, apparently with brooms, only the worst <laughs> people can mess with broomsticks. There's this is a problem. Still. Having <laughs> like, a very innocent thinker. Let's like come on, come on. A broom is 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 a neutral. I would call it a neutral object. So you don't have to be an evil person to mess up a broom. I mean, there's plenty of people who try to, you know, alter games and sports bets and stuff like that. So clearly it's possible. Can we take a minute to talk about one of the rules of Quidditch here where it's illegal to uh, like attack another player? So going after like let's go with yeah, fucking with his broom is illegal and it's cited in the rules of Quidditch according to the Harry Potter wiki that uh -huh. any player, captain, who is still a player, coach or spectator who is found to have uh, used a spell against the opposing team, that mm -hmm. team forfeits. Okay, so, so who, However, who would Professor Quirrell belong to? He's not like head of any house or anything. Well, at the moment, it does, they don't Quirrell. Know. I'm watching Snake. I'm looking at Snake no. here. But here's they, the thing. They don't have to know who did it. All they know is that Harry's broom is being affected by magic Therefore, Slytherin ever... forfeits. Well, Natasha, have you ever we watched all know Professional after Wrestling? this Slytherin loses anyway, so yes. it's kind of moose, but... So, Natasha, they... in, in professional <laughs> wrestling, in professional wrestling, if someone comes out and attacks someone, they automatically win. The person that got attacked and the other person is automatically disqualified. If you look... I'm sorry. I've watched what wrestling different. so Listen. many times. And I don't know how yeah, many the times referee someone at the referee the doesn't hour see it. It comes count. out, <laughs> comes out with a chair or a, or a, a table or some sort of object, runs into the the mat, beats up the person mm -hmm. who 
who should have won, and then all of a sudden they're automatically the winner. Question for you, Shante. How do often you guys the think? See listen, how listen. Do y'all think that the wrestling, the wrestling referees also end up in the, the Sahara Desert? Come on, uh, how often is the referees? to answer your wait. Hold on, Natasha. To answer your question. A wrestling referee will never end up in the Sahara Desert because a referee somehow always gives favor to the bad guys in professional wrestling, which makes zero no, sense because these guys have a reputation. See? <laughs> See? No. And it's always like referee gets like stunned and he's like out for like the entire match while the good guy is getting beat over the head with like a chair and tossed over the Correct. ropes. And but if, if they get caught... Times with someone um, who isn't even in the match that they have announced... The people in the match and someone who isn't in the match runs run in, down. Yep. beats them up, and they are declared the winner. So it's not, oh, the ref didn't no, notice. No, DJ, help me out here. I mean, me here. To, to your point, Shantae, the person who typically comes out is a friend of the bad guy, and they're <laughs> helping the bad guy win, which is why they have this rule I was just talking about where Harry's broom is being fucked with, Therefore, Therefore Gryffindor wins. Yeah. True, true, true. That's what should be happening here. Because you I, don't I, need what? a referee when the entire school is watching. Right. Wait. You know who's not watching? Madam everywhere. Hooch. Madam Hooch the obviously got knocked out for five minutes. We've already established that Madam Hooch is negligent. Okay? We already know. <laughs> so, let's move on. Something about her young eyes cataracts or something. That's why she can't see. <laughs> but let's move on. So Harry's broom is, is flying broom. up. We see that obviously Snape is fucking with it. Obviously. As far as Hermione and Ron think, Snape is hexing Harry's broom. So they decide to do something about it. They jump down from the stands. They run over to the Slytherin stands. Remember that blue flame I told you Hermione makes? Well, she brings it out and she sets Snape's robes on fire. And in their mm -hmm. haste to run over to, to emoliate Snape, they knock Professor Quirrell. After they set Snape's robes on fire, Harry all of a sudden can get, <laughs> has gotten control of his broom. Now, as well, see, so Quirrell falls to, head first, right? He falls first. Voldemort first into the next <laughs> no, no, no. level of the stage. He fell forward. He fell, fell, fell Quirrell face first forward. And we see Snape get fire caught to his robes. So obviously he breaks contact. Obviously, immediately Harry regains control of his broomstick. I'm with the kids. Obviously, this is a Snape conjure situation because Harry just saw his mangled ass leg. This is obviously why he's trying to kill the kid. I'm with At him. Point, I'm with him. They believe it is Snape. It is Snape that did it. However, on their way to stop Snape from hexing, I'm using quotes here, the broom, they do knock into a squirrel and pitch him for it. So Harry now has control of his, his broom, but then he goes into a deep dive and everyone's like, oh, what's going on? He ends up in the dive and spits uh, the golden snitch out of his mouth. Let's all remember that he caught it with his mouth, yep. that's something you should keep in in mind, especially when we get to the seventh book. And he holds it up and says, I have the golden snitch. And the game is immediately over. The Gryffindors win 170 to 60. 
Wait, can we talk about him catching it in his mouth for a second? Because sure. I happen to have a golden snitch right here. All right. Ooh. All right. With the, so with like, the demonstration. Uh, you see the size of it. Mm -hmm. it Put it in your mouth, CJ. In your, no. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to demonstrate, demonstrate. You please demonstrate. The thing is, is the wings are metal. So, like, his actual, the wings of his snitch would have folded. I never thought that it would fit in his mouth. And then I got this, and I'm like, okay, I can mm -hmm. see how he got it. That thing is quite small. You can small. see I, it's small. It's, it's the size of a walnut. It's supposed yeah. to be the size of a walnut. So you're not small. gonna put it in your mouth. But <laughs> apparently, but remember, wizards can create, you know, things that are bigger on the inside than the outside, and that's also will be important later. But I'm not gonna say all. And the, the wings are flexible, right? The wings are yeah. flexible because they're doing that, so it's yeah. not gonna be like how that one is. Yeah, the wings are definitely flexible. Um, so he catches it in his mouth, he spits it out. Obviously, the Slytherins are trying to say he cheated because mm -hmm. he caught it with his mouth and not with his hands. They, they didn't catch it, Madam Hooch is like, Nope, it's over, you lost. So That's instead of going to celebrate with all the other kids, they go have tea with Hagrid. That don't make no sense, but they do. And so is, they well, you know what makes even less sense? Hold on, he, he just won his first match ever. Right, mm -hmm. he not only won the first match, he grabbed the snitch, he is the star, he's gonna be carried off on people's shoulders. Mm -hmm. But yeah. we getting tea with Hagrid, like somehow he's with Hagrid. That he's, is unrealistic. I'm sorry, JK Rowling. No, he will he'll go stop not... Hagrid the next day. They're over there shouting Harry's name, they're chanting yes. his name. He's a 12-year-old prodigy, he is Arch Manning. You know what I'm saying? He is he is the chosen one. He is the person. He's LeBron James at 18. This mm -hmm. is who this is. Yet, yeah. we can he goes to, to have tea. <laughs> so the Golden Trio are at Hagrid's. They're celebrating his win with Hagrid. Okay. Um, and yeah. as they're there, they talk about the thing with the broom. And of course, they immediately go, Snape, I can't believe Snape did it. And Hagrid goes, why would Snape do that to you? And then they're like, all right, fine. We'll tell you why. And so they tell them all what they know about Snape going with the three-headed dog. And of course, Hagrid goes, Fluffy? And so here, we already knew the dog's name was Fluffy, but now they know the dog's name's Fluffy too. And this is when we learn two things about Hagrid. One, he picks up a lot Fluffy of creatures much. in bars. Um, yes. And, and Fluffy <laughs> is his. And two, he is not very good at keeping secrets. So Before we talk about the second thing, I want, I want to touch on the first thing. The bar rare creature trade is just a booming business. It's booming. booming. And, and it seems that Hagrid is like the main purveyor. And mm -hmm. um, does he pay for these animals? Do they just say, I got this three-headed dog? I feel you like he it? challenges people to drinking competitions and then they just <laughs> he wins them. So, Wait, what do you have to put Or up? maybe uh, that Hagrid's always good for a couple coins and then he's gonna be down at the pub waiting for some good shit. Yeah. He, I mean he, I he, he has this he has this random three-headed dog. That and uh, this is even a better question, even better question. When, when, when Dumbledore comes to, to Hagrid and says, 
hey, I'm trying to hide this thing. What do you think? Go guard the thing. And then the hacker's like, I got this three-headed dog. I just I picked up. Dog. Like, <laughs> I just this isn't like a little dog. So no. I, I feel like it was more like Hagrid came home stumbling drunk with this big old dog. Dumbledore sees it and goes, I'm going to take this because. <laughs> <laughs> the side. The side. <sighs> Again. Yeah. Does anybody have to walk, Cerebus? I know that that's a good point. Who is walking this three-headed dog? Or do you just transfigure it tiny and then let it walk around the room for exercise and then put it back to its original size and leave? Mm, I think true. actually I think it's more just animal cruelty. You just have to sit in that room. Does it get fed? That's why it's so angry. <laughs> yeah. The Sarah McLaughlin hungry. song comes on in the background. <laughs> Imagine the Sarah McLaughlin song, and then like across the screen you see the servers, and then you see the orbit, and then Bugby, and then you see, and then just that that uh the tarantulas spider thing, all of Hagrid's creatures, all of his creatures. I mean, they've been getting him in trouble since. He was at Hogwarts himself. I mean, we all know that's how he got yes. expelled. In like, he needs to stay out of bars and away from exotic animals. But yeah, he yeah. has a condition. <laughs> he should be being watched. He's worse yes. than the, the Joe, the Tiger King. He's worse than Tiger King. You know what I'm saying? Just having random animals. He's worse than Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King. I'm just waiting for Hagrid to drop a. I will never financially recover from this. Well, we learned a lot from Hagrid in this short exchange. We learned that he knows that there's something being hidden. We learned that Fluffy is his pet and the dog's name is Fluffy. We also learn that whatever's hidden there is was created or is known by Dumbledore and a wizard named Nicholas Flamel. And like, Nicholas which Flamel is wild. actually a real person that existed in the 1330s. And while he was alive, he was just like a, a scribe. He didn't do anything. It wasn't until about 300 years later that everyone associated him with alchemy. But it's interesting Ooh. that they brought in a real life person into the Harry Potter world. I just love the fact that, Harry, that Hagrid's like, listen, man, it's only between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. They're like, who? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Forget I said Nicholas Flamel's name. Never mind, I didn't say his name. Yeah, I didn't say I Nicholas I Flamel. <laughs> yeah, don't tell Hagrid no secrets. He can't keep them. And no, I see another exactly. chapter. <laughs> Great chapter. Um, I'm here. We're here to talk about Quidditch. Uh, this is uh, I have a lot to say about this thing because the Quidditch as a sport makes no sense I have a lot of problems here man I have a lot of problems here The first off the, the, the game should be positionless okay it should be positionless you should have a, keep, a, a keeper I'm good with that but you're telling me that only the beaters get the ball right well, there's true? only two bats the beaters do the blood drops. right but if I can't if I can't kick the ball to redirect it or something, we can't do that. 
I don't know because if I'm dodging something, then I'll dodge it. And if I have to kick it to dodge it, I'll kick it to dodge it. I don't know if that's a foul, but I think especially with how much is going on, you have the three different types of balls and everyone's running mm-hmm. around. You need to compart departmentalize and, and have people focus because okay, I can score, but I also have to beat and I also have to seek this like it would be chaos and nothing would would happen. And that ball is wooden. So if you kick that with your toe, you're going to break some bones in your feet. They had to have bats to hit that ball. Mm-hmm. Natasha, we just saw this man knock this kid off a broom. Like, we, we, the last thing. I love how I'm one's a man, one's a kid. They're both in school, sir. They're both children. <laughs> I mean, Kevin's using the same thing as the Hunger Games. Where if you make some of them look like adults and you make some of them look like children, it looks even more heinous. Yes, yes. And that's what's going on here. In addition, in addition, if this game is positionless, right? Being able to have your seeker out there or running running a fly route on the on the side for a pass, that gives you a four on one on four on three advantage, right? Not a fly that allows route. I can't. if that's what you're doing, you know, if you want to run that kind of play, it allows for more variations of formation. CJ, CJ, I need you in here, man, because you know sports, and this don't make no sense. So, I actually, when you when we talked about this a long time ago, when you said you want to do a Quidditch-centric episode, I had, and you hate Quidditch. I didn't know you hated Quidditch, and I had never put any thought into it because I was like, it's Quidditch, it happens, whatever. And then I thought right. about it for the last month or two. Quidditch is really stupid. Thank you. Like, <laughs> it's really stupid. Wait, and, and we like, also admit that so is American football. Like most sports are really stupid. You're going back and forth with balls, throwing them through things. Let's talk about this. Let's but, be honest. But, that, but that's the, that's the point of the game, like, right? The brass that's the tech. point of the game. There's a part. Like, there's a point where all sports are dumb. Yeah, like to to a level, all sports are dumb. Mm-hmm. But like Quidditch is really dumb. In the in, Quidditch is dumb in the lexicon of sports. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm speaking of. Okay. So, it, like, in, so you know how they have ESPN. No, hold on. So, like, you know how they have ESPN the Ocho 8 8 every year, and they have like the wildest, stupidest sports, like the stair climbing mm-hmm. championships and, and like tag, uh, the marble racing championship. Yeah, extreme tag, like the kind actually, of stuff like extreme tag. It was actually inter- entertaining. I like parkour because I like watching people fall down and hurt themselves. So Same like damn. extreme tag is watching people play tag while trying not to fall down and hurt themselves. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. it's actually kind of interesting. It's like why, why people watch NASCAR so that you can see a car crash. <laughs> That's why I don't watch NASCAR. I don't enjoy watching car crashes. Fair, 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 fair. Quidditch with all these rules and all these like players. So like I went to their wiki and I'm going to read you their foul section. Cause this is just dumb. Here we go. There were 700 Quidditch files listed in the Department of Magical Games and Sports Records, though the entire list was never made public. Parentheses. It was the department's view that some wizards and witches might get ideas. And parentheses. (laughs) 90% 90 of these were banned anyway by the rule concerning wand use against the opposing team, or rather lack thereof, and the remaining 10% would not occur even to the dirtiest player. There were, however, 11 common fouls named below. I'm going to tell them to you right now. Number okay. one, basic foul. 
a player violently blocks the seeker from capturing the golden snitch. Like what's his face did? Yes. So we've talked about that one. And he got well, a foul. They called it. Yes. But that's just a basic foul. Not okay. a red card, apparently. There's no blogging. Blogging. <laughs> Seizing the opponent's broom tail to slow or hinder. Mm-hmm. That's for all players. Which I, I mean, naturally you would do, right? That's so foul. blocking, which is very similar to base foul. Deliberately putting oneself in the way of the opposing team's seeker with the intention of obstructing the way, their way towards the snitch. Mm-hmm. So they got the penalty shot. That's what it is. Cobbing, excessive use of elbows towards opponents. Flacking, pushing any portion of anatomy through the goal hoop in an attempt to push the quaffle out. The keeper should defend from the front, not the rear. Okay. okay. Snitch it. Any player other than the seeker touching or catching the golden snitch. I hadn't read this prior to us talking about it earlier. Blatching. Flying with the intent to collide. Mm-hmm. Blurting. So if you fly at somebody, like, you can't just come at them, right? No. And blind, you can't do a blindside tackle, just like in football. These are, these are things that are outlawed for safety. Yeah. Right. Blurt, so Blurting. Locking broom handles with the intent to steer an opponent off course. Okay. Bumping, hitting bludgers towards spectators. See, there's another thing. Okay, I want to. I want you to stop right there. The fact that these games were played in an open air arena, and ah. the balls have their own mind of their own. Yet you can just hit them at people. People can fuck with the brooms. These are all problematic. These are all problems with this game. You should not be able. At when's the last time you were able to run on a bat in an NBA court and ask for and have them pass you the ball? Actually, like, to... very recently, we all see in the NBA games that we're there are people practically sitting on the court, the sideline, court side, there's no sideline at all, and they're they're not inter- touching they're, the players, they're interacting with the players, they're the, heckling the players, so they're doing their drinks on the, on the court. Come on, <laughs> to your point, you're correct, but there actually is a sideline. And there are actually rules about how far the crowd has to be back because the Dallas Mavericks have been fined multiple times for having their courtside seats too close to the uh, floor. And there are okay. also stands created within Quidditch for the for, for the the spectators That's to sit it. in. And but, there's a, a foul created to prevent the players from trying to antagonize we, the crowd. In the, in the chapter you just read, though, somebody's fucking with my, my, my guy's broom in the air. You shouldn't be able to do that. You can't. You can't mess with someone's equipment. Nobody's like out there be throwing drinks at players or yelling racial slurs or any other things that happen at sporting <laughs> events, basketball, soccer. I went to a soccer match. There were like three fights in the stands. Those things shouldn't happen, yet they do. That's what happens at sports. <laughs> That's what happens at all sports. This is, there were fights amongst fans, not against the players playing in the game. I feel like there's always an interaction, like the people who streak onto the field during games. Like they, they stop the game. Like they, they stop the game. Get tackled. The the players sometimes hit foul balls, and they can they can go into the the crowd not because they need to, but because they're right there. This that's what happens in sports. The the players are hitting the ball into the stands, not the people in the stands affecting the play on the field. The foul that or. Ed was a player sending a ball into the stands, just like a player in baseball hitting a ball. Wait, wait, into the stands. That was the. You guys remember Monica Sellis? 
and how um you know the fan ran on court and like stabbed her in the middle of yeah. a tennis match that, yeah it happened that happens that happens <laughs> no no let's stop it doesn't it happened it doesn't it happen. it, it, i said it, that it, happened I know. not it Natasha happened said, it happens with an s <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a thing it happened one time yes but that is she said, it happens. It doesn't happen on a regular basis. <laughs> um, and and that, that doesn't happen on a regular basis, that a player in Quidditch attacks the crowd. That's not something that happens on a, a regular basis. In, Quidditch, in fact, about throughout the whole series, we do not see that happen at all. We're talking about the person in the stands attack. I'm talking about the person in the stands attacking the players on the court. There's a foul for that. There's actually that's a forfeit. That's more than a foul. The forfeit. The forfeit. The hitting a bludger towards a spectator is just a common foul. And that's like a hitting a foul ball into the stands. That's what that is. Now, CJ, so I think there's... I think you have to intentionally like be aiming it at a spectator. I think if you just hit it into the stands, it is what it is. Which makes you wonder why don't they just have a force field around the? Uh... Yes, that would make a lot more sense. Of sense, but because then, because then the snitch wouldn't be able to roam free. So, like it's, in the, it should stay in, in the field of play. So it does. It's because in the movies, it shows it like going all over the place. But on this Wikipedia page, it says that the players are not allowed to leave the field, so that the field has its boundary. But like they can't go outside of that boundary. They can just go as high as they want. Hmm. Another another problem here. Why is there no time limit in this game? Why are the games every every sport we know has a time limit or a goal limit? There should be a a you can't just go endlessly. The fact that there's one game that goes for multiple days, months. There were months. So months. We're gonna, let me let me get back to the rules because I will get to uh some of these long ass games. So let's get to it. Haversacking. Hand still on the quaffle as it goes through the goal hoop. The quaffle must be thrown through the goal. Okay. Quaffle packing, tampering with the so, quaffle. Haversacking is like when they when they you see like the NBA highlights and they said this is a crazy dunk and you watch and they threw the ball into the court into the hoop. Yeah, and they're like <laughs> like their elbow is still in the rim. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Okay, okay. Quaffle packing, tampering with the quaffle. Example given: puncturing it so it falls more quickly or zigzags. This is the Tom Brady rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't deflate the ball. Can't deflate the ball. Can't deflate the ball. And then the last common one is stooging. More than one chaser entering the scoring area. So apparently, similar to like handball, only one person can be shooting on goal in the goal area. Which is why, if you're on a broom and you you got to score these baskets in the quaff in the in the hoops anyway, there's only three of them. Why is there a rule that you can only have one person enter the zone? There's only one um, quaffle anyway. So do you need more than one person? I mean, you're passing. Yes, the idea you being you can pass around them. You yeah. pass. It's like, a, it's like one of those places you come in and, that, and the change is at you. You pass it to the guy on the right, and then he passes it back, hits the hoop on the left. But if only one person can be in the zone at a time, you can't even run if that play. You, pass, you fall back so they can move up and do it. Like, all, all you're talking about is how they would have to strategize to make this work like yeah i have i have a lot of so i have a lot of a good i have game. a lot of safety reasons where you have to play differently so, say we're talking about safety reasons and then strategic reasons why this is stupid so there's, there's, there's two different rules. Right now you're on strategy so, and 
but that's not a good strategery reason. The, the last strategery. Not strategery. The, the last part of the rules section quotes during the final of the 1473 Quidditch World Cup, all 700 mm -hmm. fouls were committed, which they talk about in book four. Mm -hmm. These naturally included all 11 aforementioned fouls, as well as transfiguring of a chaser into a polecat. <laughs> Damn. Attempted decapitation of a keeper with a broadsword. The release of 100 blood-sucking vampire bats from under the Transylvanian captain's robes during the game. Setting this. fire to an opponent's broom tail. Look at this. Attacking Look. an opponent's broom with the club. So what and, year was this? And attacking an opponent with an axe. What year was this? 1473. The just, fact that they these were in the rule book before that match. Tells you all you need to know about how stupid Quidditch is. Yeah, man. Damn. This is wild. These are the I rules. think you're viewing this from the lens of a muggle. So what seems <laughs> not ridiculous or not, obviously it's going to be different from someone who is a wizard who deals with things that to us are fantastical every day. So I think you have a bias in your lens in general. Mm, there should be conscious bias. Oh, oh. This is conscious. This is conscious. Oh, um, you're consciously it, biased. Okay, I guess, as long as they're, we agree. Well, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how this makes sense in terms of sports. How? Why is there no no time limit? Why is there no time limit in this game? It's like baseball. Because they're wizards, and most of them don't got jobs anyway. Baseball, baseball doesn't has, have a time limit either. It has innings. It has ways to get out and move on, move the game along. This game mm -hmm. only has catch of the snitch. It's no, funny. It has ways to move the game along, and it still drags and is boring. So like you, man. they say that you can only win by catching the snitch. The game can also end if the captains mutually agree. Hmm. We just had enough. We were out here. Yeah. We just had enough. It's which makes you wonder when we hear about a game that went for you know a month. Why didn't the captains just call it? That was yeah. a championship, goddammit. And we're gonna They're finish this shit. Dedicated. Uh, they could have played rock, paper, scissors. That's how we do it at kickball. They probably don't even know what that is. They don't know what basketball is or soccer is. What makes you think they know what Rochambeau is? This is, this is another thing that I, this, let me tell you something else that's were just crazy to me. In nineteen ninety four, the Quidditch World Cup is played. It's gonna it's gonna be happening in this in this book series that we're reading. It is between Ireland and Bulgaria, right? Mm -hmm. As we just discussed. If you catch the snitch, the game ends and you're awarded 150 points. Mm -hmm. Bulgaria famously was down. What, 160 points in this game? So, something like that. I believe they, they were down 160 points. And their, their superstar seeker, Victor Crumb, decided that the move was to catch the snitch and end the game. If there's only one way to this game then and you're already losing, why are you catching the snitch? Why? Because he wanted the game to end on his terms because he knew his team wasn't going to win. Right. The fetus mentality. Just, why is there a mercy rule in baseball? There it, is a there mercy is. Rule. Sometimes you need to just end it. Uh, there's only mercy said, rule in like little league. Well, there are mercy rules in in sports, right? So 
sometimes it's just time to end it. Sometimes it's time to just realize you've been bested, you've been beated, and to end it. Listen, so quickly he sent a bludger towards Victor Crumb, which broke his nose. Lynch then spotted the snitch, but was beaten in a race by Crumb to the snitch. So Lynch already saw the snitch. If how how are you helping your team win here? How is this? Okay, okay. If you're if you're playing this, this dumb is, uh, game, I'm not gonna. The let only thing you... he can do, like, yeah. what, what would you think he should have done in that situation? He's the seeker. That's his only job. Might as well do it. His job is to get the Might snitch. Well and do it. And the game's let, over. Let the other person get the snitch, even though he like. Oh, we both see the snitch. We're losing. I'm gonna let you get another 150 we're, points on top of Shantae, me. We're losing yeah. by 160 points. Final score was 170 to 160. He grabs the snitch. It's 170 to 10 right now. Right? We're down 160 points. Me grabbing the snitch, we lose anyway. Maybe I should try to move him off the snitch. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I should try to Which is a foul. Push, push it away. It's a foul. Get the foul, take the penalty shot. The snitch flies away. We back in the game. We, we need three buckets. Oh, we need Kevin, three buckets. Kevin, what you are ignoring is the fact that they had all that time to get back in the game. The other team scored 17 goals. <laughs> really, <laughs> they didn't have the skills to get back in the game. And it was just, it was safer and more humane to end the game. Ooh, more humane. Ooh. <laughs> more humane. They didn't the have the skills. Kevin. We're down. Skills, we need it wouldn't two be buckets. 170 to 10, right? If we get, well, you know what would be crazy? If if there was some dumb rule where the, 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 the seeker can't be out there trying to play some offense, they could run a couple four on threes. He I'm going to say this. I'm mad you came with formations. They both started the game with zero points. So if yeah. you ain't got the skills, you ain't got the skills. If you ran a That's four on three. any sport. If you if you ran a four on three and had the secret had Victor out there getting a couple passes, he can get those couple buckets and he can get back looking for the snitch. Listen, it it's, was basically that's not how you play this game. game. That's we why this game is stupid. You keep using other sports references. You keep going to basketball, you keep going to baseball, you keep going all over the place. Football. This is not any of those. This is its own thing. It's, and you keep looking at it through your muggle lens. You can't do that. Actually, all of them with some like hockey and other stuff. Thrown mixed in, and that's all why of it's none of them. <laughs> if if you got the snitch and you get 150 points, cool. The fact that the game ends and you get 150 points makes no sense. This is where you make no sense. It, you, you know what it reminds this, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of old Rock and Jock when, like, the last two minutes of the basketball game, they lowered the 50 point and the 100 point hoop, and then you got people just like chucking it into the sky to try to hit a, a basket that's like 40 feet in the air. See, that, and, and that's what the game becomes, and that's what this game becomes. It just comes becomes getting a snitch. And in this situation, you're already down 160 points. You can't get the snitch right here, man. You can't do it. This is this is where you have to let it ride because you have to try to win the game. This is the 1994 Quidditch World Cup. This is big stakes. This is and the final. Again, and again, the can we also say... Victor Crumb is like 17 years old. Like, get off my man's neck. Like, he's a child. Hold on right. here. Natasha, hold on. You're, you're also ignoring the fact that they had the chance to score at least two points, and they only could get one. So it's I got that they got one bucket. Game, man. It's time to, 
Not if you're going to lose anyway. Natasha, touching on what you're saying, he's 17, but he's a pro, he's a protege out here, right? He's out yeah. here. He's the youngest seeker out here on the pitch, playing for Bulgaria, playing for the national team. He's playing for the okay. national team. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He got called up early. He got called up early. He's prolific. So he, he knows. Be, hey, in the next four years after that, he'll be amazing. Give him some time to mature. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. But he thought this was a mature move. This is the move he made. He chose this move. This, it doesn't make any sense. And then why are they playing this game in school? There's, there, there's nothing but danger here. Students can die. <laughs> students can die playing tackle football. And students have died playing tackle Also dangerous. We should probably die. not have children. Students can die playing, playing baseball. Football. Students can play, die playing rally. baseball. Scoot, students can and have died doing wrestling. Like sports uh, always have an element of danger. The sports that have the most concussion is cheerleading. Students yep, do yep. die cheerleading. You guys just said they have an element of danger. Okay. None of them have a ball that whizzes at you intentionally. Yeah. While you're I think suspended, all of them do. While you're suspended in the if air. I throw <laughs> a football. I'm intentionally whizzing it at somebody. When I'm while somebody ball, is trying to hit them. Intentionally whizzing at somebody. When I'm hitting a tennis ball, I'm intentionally whizzing it at somebody. Almost every sport is you intentionally whizzing a ball at somebody. You may not be flying on a broom, but again, that's because we're muggles. We're not wizards. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't understand what you're talking about, Kevin. It's like you're you're forgetting what sports even are. So these sports that are whizzing, the the football is whizzing at you for you to catch it. The baseball is whizzing at you for you to catch it. Tennis is so Have that you, you ever can played dodgeball? What is that ball whizzing at you for? You mean the foam ball? You mean the foam ball, no, not the one no, that's sentient? No, no. No, that, <laughs> ball, that ball was not foam. It was hard as rubber, and you know it. They, it they make foam. It foam now because these kids are all, all weaklings. But the real dodgeball, <laughs> ain't the Ocho, ain't no foam soft ball. Yeah, on, on the Ocho, on the it's Ocho, a it foam ball that you can catch and maneuver towards safety. This is a bludger that's sentient and just comes at you. It's not meant to be caught. It's meant to maim. That's Listen, what it's meant for. Nobody is required to play Quidditch. Your parents signed the waiver. It is what it is. Oh, Natasha, what other sport are you going to play in the in the in the wizarding world? Oh, that's right. There is no other sport. It's, it's only this. It's crazy to me, knowing what we know about live sports and how it being ratings proof, that they don't have like like broom racing or like. <laughs> exploding snap championships or like literally any form of competition yes spell casting like this is a like these are their other things cool. you could do they have you know cool. what though we don't know want. that she does mention that there's not soccer and basketball but she does not say there's no other sport this is just their favorite and most prominent yeah. like there probably is broom racing because why else would you create a nimbus 2000 somebody's got to race that Play Quidditch. That's another thing. These these brooms, right? What makes them different in terms of aerodynamics? What is the what I'm is dumb. the like you answer your own question, but go ahead. What makes them different? Is it the wood that you use? They're being mass produced. If everybody no. has a Nimbus 2000, we all have the same broom. No, I think if everyone this is has more a like Lamborghini, a... we all have the same car. Like yeah. 
I think it's brand loyalty, like Nike versus <laughs> Under Armour or Adidas. And and you don't know what it's made of. Like we we talked about with the wands, each wand is made of something different that makes it have an affinity to a different person. Each broom is made of something different that makes it more aerodynamic. Maybe it's better at at pushing air out the back. Maybe it's more streamlined. Maybe it's lighter. Maybe it's more anti-gravity. Maybe it's more intuitive. So it has kind of that 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 you know the ability to kind of anticipate your needs. They they're all different name brands, so they all have their own kind of secret sauce that they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Why I wouldn't guess. they? I don't know, Kevin. Quidditch you, 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 you don't have to like Quidditch. I <laughs> have a real reason not to like it. The reasons I don't like it is because of it doesn't make a lot of sense from both the safety aspect, as we've named, and the actual strategy of the game doesn't make sense. There are two different things, but neither one of them match. And if if you want to ignore safety which is fine. At least make the strategy work. Make so, the game. Apparently it works well so for us. It does the- what, I, as, I, as I said, I came in, I had never thought about it, and then I thought about it, I'm like, Quidditch is really dumb. I'm going to continue to enjoy Quidditch for the exact same reasons that I enjoy professional wrestling. Because mm. once you suspend your disbelief, <laughs> you're just there for the entertainment. There you go. There you there. Go. If if you come in knowing this is not going to make any sense and this is fine, you can continue to enjoy yeah. it. That's fine. I'm and good with that. I and that's why I will continue to watch Quidditch when I see it on the Ocho. Well, quad ball now, because I'm just going to suspend gonna... my disbelief and be entertained. <laughs> but see, even quad ball, uh, they changed some rules to make it make more sense. Because they're muggles. <laughs> the things, and I'm, and I'm not talking about flying around the broom because you still do that. You still have, to have a broom between your legs. But they're like, like a time limit. They do that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Did you know quad ball is um, real popular, and people like travel to different countries to play, like yeah. national teams. No, I did not know that. Because I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that? I have things I that. to do with my time. <laughs> I met a girl that was a quad as a quad ball player. Uh, her and her boyfriend play quad ball. And she was telling me how she was playing on the, I think, I, I, I don't want to be wrong, but maybe the Japanese or the Korean team because her boyfriend was like a quarter Japanese or something. And so they were put on that team and we're playing the Irish or something in a international match. Wow. I thought that was interesting. People have a lot of free time. That's all I got. <laughs> it takes two places, apparently. Just I a mean, weekend, like just a little weekend tournament, we, you know? We we all have played adult kickball. We have. And some of us have traveled for tournaments. We haven't mm-hmm. traveled internationally. I think all of us have traveled for tournaments. True. All of us have traveled for tournaments. Traveled tournaments. It, all this traveled. isn't any different. Your hobby is your hobby. Yeah, True. but at least our hobby didn't have us running around on brooms. Like, there is, I don't know. I, it's, it's, 
Whatever. What I, about, what, I, what I will say about quad ball, it's a lot of running. And I'm not about that life. Hey, we play ultimate frisbee, and that is all running. I played one season, and I said never again. Yeah. <laughs> We're much better behind the microphones than we are on on those pitches. Look, I'll be out there thrusting like Lee yeah. Jordan, but I'm not. I'm not running. <laughs> well, these are the things that I feel and we feel about Quidditch. Shantae is a staunch, staunch defender of Quidditch. I'm just, I'm not a star. I'm just saying your reasons don't make sense when when thought about <laughs> how it compares to sports in general. Like the Quidditch and sports that they all kind of do these things. Listen, I don't think Quidditch makes sense. Shantae does. CJ's with me. It doesn't make sense. I feel like Natasha, where are you at on this? I think it makes sense. You know what? It's okay. working for the kids. Okay. Take it. Mm-hmm. So Shantae and Natasha think it makes sense. Me and CJ don't. Now it's up to you guys that are listening. Let us know if you think Quidditch makes sense or not. And if it doesn't, tell me your reasons that you don't, because I'm probably with you. And if it does, Shantae's going to think you're right, but you're probably wrong. So let us know. <laughs> I was say, if you don't think it's it's it makes sense, I hope you have better reasons than Kevin. This is ridiculous. I have we have. CJ was here giving you the rules. Anyway, let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on our Facebook page. We're at Justice for DT Pod. Find us there. Uh, on Facebook, we're at Justice for DT Pod or looking Justice for Dean Thomas. Um, it's a whole podcast pad, uh, Facebook page. Find us there. And we'll announce in a future show the results of what people thought. Guys, you can find CJ. <laughs> At keyboard sarcasm, boom. You can find Shantae at the villain Shantae on Instagram. You can find Natasha at underscore Nat Cole underscore, and you can find me at KG Fury on all the social media platforms. Make sure you are checking out Justice for DT Pod on social media. Follow us, add us, all those good things. Make sure you like and subscribe, all those fun stuff. Thank you guys once again for joining us. The court is adjourned. Good night. Good night.